Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There goes the siren. And it is the Roosters. Victorious here at Mount Smart in round nine. 14 points to nil over the Warriors. Tries to Nat Butcher in the 34th minute and Satili Tupanuya in the 59th. Really were the separators, but it was one of those games where the points did not come quickly. And uh, both teams locked themselves into a grind. Pretty even on the stats as well. 74% completion to 73%. The Roosters winning that one. Uh, but the Warriors did gain more metres throughout the match, only by about 50. More tackle breaks as well. But it just was one of those games where they couldn't get the ball over the white chalk. Kempi, are they going to look back at this one and with a little bit of regret, do you think, in the coming weeks? Well, given the circumstances of the Warriors and the way that they're suffering injuries and, you know... Um, the way players are going down with HIAs, it's, a, I think, a gallant effort from the Warriors to show up in this game and hang hang with the Roosters for, for 14 points. I think they had plenty of opportunities to make it a lot closer, especially Jackson Ford out there on their left edge. He's gone close enough on a couple of occasions, dropped the ball over the line once, got held up once, and on another occasion, if he kept his feet, I thought he would have gone over there early on in the second half. It's just one of those games, Sammy, like 31 sets each. It's 70%. I think in these conditions, both teams need to be applauded for the way that they've handled them and uh, got to the end of their sets of six. But defensively, I've got to take my hat off to the Roosters today. They've, they've come out, they've had a plan, and they've stuck to it. They have whacked the Warriors all afternoon. But more importantly, on the back end of it, they've got out of that, uh, that, that effort and defence to get it to a kick chase and put lots of pressure on Sean Johnson because they know how good Sean Johnson's kicking game has been for this first eight rounds. Mm. I think they've lost to Harris's pass in the, in the middle of the park. That meant that uh, both Johnson and Dylan Walker had to go to first receiver on a number of occasions. Normally, Tohu would be passing them that ball out the back to push him out the second receiver. And especially Nickel Cox there to fullback. There's a definite uh, yeah. loss there, especially with the way that he chews up early yards. But gets to the back of that set in the fifth tackle. He gets up and plays the ball quick so Sean can get in a decent kick. That was definitely missing from Dallin Watini Zelezniak tonight. But uh, all in all, I just think they, they've grinded this one out, the Roosters. They've grinded it out across the park, and, and their bench has played a big part in, uh, I guess, taking it to that next level when they've had to make that change in the first half to get the eight points. And then, of course, in the second half, where Tupanuia, who I thought was outstanding for the Roosters tonight, went over to seal it for them. So you can give us a text on double eight double three. We'll also open the phone lines as well, 0800 150 811, wherever you're listening from, whether it's uh, at your home or if you're starting to make your way to your vehicle here at Mount Smart. We always love to get you on the phone lines to give your reaction uh, to how you saw the game play out this afternoon, 0800 150 811. Very shortly, I'll get from Kempe his 3-2-1 for the game, including our Bill People Player of the Day. However, I think we have Mark on the line from Christchurch. G'day, Mark. G'day, boys. How are you going? Hey, um, We're doing well, mate. Talk, talk to us. First off, I'm not Warriors aren't my team. Kempe, you know, South's are my team. Yeah. But listen, yeah. mate, you, Kempe, you say you, you're a rat with that two, two of Panua, the, the, the second row that come on. Mate, he shouldn't have even been on the field to score that try. He went in with the shoulder charge. I watched it. I replayed it. It was a shoulder charge. 
Yeah. Are you there? I, I, look, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, Mark. I think I think it was a shoulder charge. It's unfortunate. No. They they had the they actually went upstairs. It looked like he had his hand on his ear. The referee, but didn't make the call. I can't make the call for you, Mark. From ben, uh, from ben, in the box. Ben, ben, ben Cummings was in the box, mate. You know, mm. I, I, I'm look, look like I said. The, the you know, uh, Kempi Warriors, my second team. Well, they're not. They're my third team. But you know, mate. You know, when you get 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 the old the, the Aussie referees, we we need to get some of our referees and our, and our our people in these um in the bunker and, and whatnot. You know, it, it mm. just seems too biased to me. I, I, I hate watching it. That's that's why I don't. You know, I can't watch the Warriors. I get too wound up. With South, I've been South <laughs> supporter for forty five years, so I can take the the losses and all that, but not when you're the bloody cheating. Sorry about that. But, you know, like, hand, Roosters are the best team in the competition at cheating, as far as I'm concerned. You know, they're, they're, their first contact is body, and then the next one is the ball. They've got hands all over the ball the whole game, you know. I, I just think the Warriors, you know, they just get shafted too much, mate, you know. That's why I can't support them. But apart from that, look, I'll tell you, I listen to the, I listen. Monty Beetham, what's up with him? Does he have to be nice because he's on a, because he's a Sky commentator? Seriously, you know, you got to call it a, a, as it is, not you know, dicking around and being nice. God, he, he Look, I, yeah, yeah. Love your call, Mark, and love your passion as well, mate. Some uh, some salient points made, and uh, I'm sure there'll be some uh, some callers out there agreeing with you. 800 150 if you want to give us a call and give us your thoughts on the game. Like I said, if you're in the car heading away from Mount Smart, love to hear from you. If you watched it from home or you kept the commentary on, we'd love to know uh, how you saw the game. Uh, Kemp, you've got to give our 3 2 one uh, for the game, uh, your Dally M points essentially, um, and your number three uh, getting our Bill Player Player of the Day. What have, what have you got for us? Yeah, I've got James Tedesco. I think that uh, in the first half, he was you know, always threatening, carrying the football. Second half, just went to another level and uh, just closed the game out late. So he gets my three points. I only have two points to uh, Tupanuya. Apart from the shoulder charge, which Mark was talking about, I'm pretty sure we'll hear more about that from the match review committee. I thought his game, once he came off the bench, was outstanding. Uh, he carried the ball with a lot of vigour and, and defensively he was whacking blokes around left, right and centre. I'm pretty sure Trent Robinson is down there giving him a pat on the back at the moment. One point goes at him for Noah Blake. I thought he was big for us in the middle of the park along with Marata uh, Nuakore. I think that he might be carrying a little bit of a head knock. Marata spent plenty of time on the bench through that second period. I thought they would have put him on a lot earlier and moved him out to this right edge but they didn't see that uh, the same way. So uh, three points goes to James Tedesco. Two points of course, goes to Satili Tupunuya, and uh, that man, Adam Fanua Blake, had a big game, plenty of minutes today. He picks up one point for the Warriors. So there you go, James Tedesco, our Bill People Player of the Day. Bill People, New Zealand's top talent recruiter. Uh, I think we've got another call online here, and it is Brian calling in. G'day, Brian. Yeah, g'day, mate. There you go. Uh, I'm the same as the last caller. Uh, the thing with me is that um, you can't play 14 guys, mate, and one's got the whistle. It's... Um, it, it always happens. It, um, I, I, I love the Warriors. I really do. They, they, they get shafted. The same with that man. They get shafted all the time. Why don't we get the some momentum, Brian, eh? in there? It's a momentum, Brian, uh, that, really, that it really affects when we don't get the, what they call it, the rubber, the green. What, where were a couple of big plays that you thought tonight the referee got, got it wrong? Yep, I, I reckon he did. 
It's um, the, the, the same with that. The shoulder charge. It should. Jeez. The um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't call them cheats, but they they need the bloody. They need to get get their act together. That's all. I uh, appreciate your call, Brian. Uh, 0800-150-811. It's interesting, Kempi. I was talking to uh, to Jimmy Smith uh, on Friday and uh, mentioned some of the calls against the uh, Warriors against the Storm. And uh, he talked about a call, or I talked about a call, and said, you know, a couple of minutes later, you know, the call against the Storm was exactly the same, yet they got the rubber green. And he said, well, you can't, you know, if you start just comparing calls all over the park, it just sounds like you're whinging. I'm like, but the, I think the thing that frustrates Warriors fans the most is the consistency. So how come... Throughout the weekend, you see certain things called, then all of a sudden tonight, there are things that are just allowed to go. It, look, that, that's probably what frustrates fans more than anything. Yeah, look, I've been in that cauldron, like right in the middle of it, uh, and I'm not nowhere near as uh, attached to it at, as I was when I was uh, here coaching the team. But what I, what I can say, Sammy, is that the way that people feel, I think, is over um, that feeling has been given to them over a number of years where they don't mm. see, uh, I guess, that rub of the green come on the Warriors' way. And, and when you've got those 50-50 calls and those shifts of momentum because a referee makes a big call that doesn't go our way, it really affects uh, people's personalities and, of course, their emotions. Now, we, we don't want to get a, or become a, a, a side that uh, worries about what the referees are. I can guarantee you right now, when Webby goes into the to the uh, conferences, the, the after-match um, coaches conference, he ain't gonna be talking about the referee. No. He'll be, he's gonna be talking about, you know, what he's what he's got at the moment, which is a, a depleted side through injury. How he's had to deal with judiciary in a Tuesday turnaround, just like the Roosters. Mm-hmm. And one team came here and done the job, and his team weren't, weren't up to it. And and that those are the facts. You know, you've still got to keep him out from scoring tries. You know, momentum shifts against you all the time. Mm. And, you, and you've got to remember that in this game, they've had plenty of opportunities. Jackson Ford, three down on that left side. We've had a couple of wingers here. Montoya chasing a ball through. Ed Cossey chasing this ball through down here on the right edge. And we just couldn't get the points tonight. It could have easily been the other way with a bounce of the ball and a rub of the green. And unfortunately, that's why people get frustrated because when it's been around for so long, when they see something such as a, a Satili a Tupanua uh, do that shoulder charge, which it looks like when you slow it down, and he's got to have to face the review committee, then why didn't the referee make that call right then? Because he comes on the back of it in the very next set of six. Brandon Smith puts a kick through the guy that should have been in the sin bin. He scored the try under the post. Now, I understand that frustration. I, I get it. I understand why people feel that way. But it is how you react to that. And that's what Webby wants. He wants his team to react to that. Don't get tied up in it. Yep. Is he going to say that that's why he scored the try? Well, hey, the referee made the call. You've still got to get on and play the game. We've got to deal with it afterwards. And un- unfortunately for the Warriors tonight, today, they just couldn't get the, the job done. Yeah, and, and let's not forget as well, Kempi, that the Warriors had many opportunities in the Roosters' end and only got over the try line once and were held up. And that was through Jackson Ford as well. So you have to give credit to how the Roosters defended on their own line. Penalties or not, yet I don't think over 80 minutes, if you don't score any points, that you can put that all down to the referee. Sure, there are certain shifts from time to time, but I think last week was probably a good example where even though we lost the game and people thought there were bad refereeing decisions, we still scored 22 points. Yeah, you know that's, what I mean? that's right. And, and like Trent Robinson will be down there patting his boys on the back because the defensive effort was absolutely superb. You know, they, they repelled the Warriors time and time again early on in that second half, and they were patient trying to get over the trial line. I thought they shifted it a bit too much. 
and made it easy on the Roosters, but their defence in the middle of the park, especially where they were whacking players and making it really hard for them to get the yardage and then get that kick chase on Johnson, worked really well for them. And I'm pretty sure when we hear the post-match um, coaches' conference from, from Trent Robinson, one of the things that he would point out will be their defensive effort tonight. On, on the other hand, I thought the Warriors' defence at stages was very good. Like that first half up until the fourth minute before half-time when they let them go and to, to take it out to 8-0, it was a, was a very good uh, first half of football. But you've got it's all about moments, it's all about opportunities. We had enough to win the game, we just didn't convert them. Yep. We're going to take a break here on uh, SENZ. You can keep your texts and calls coming. 80, uh, 0800 150 811, that is the phone number. Uh, text us on double eight double three. We will take a break. Plenty more to come. We will also try and get to those post-match press conferences. Uh, Trent Robinson and Andrew Webster, they won't be far away in about half an hour's time. Uh, but in between now and then, you can give us a call. We can chew the fat and, uh, and analyse the game, not only today, but what is to come for the Warriors as well. Stick with us back in a month. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on SCNZ from Mount Smart Stadium. The Roosters, the victors this evening over the Warriors. A very, very uh, low scoring, 14 points to nil in a wet and windy night in Auckland and someone who's called in and I imagine she's probably trying to dry herself off with the uh, with the heater on in the car. It's Heidi who's just left Mount Smart Stadium. G'day, Heidi. You're bang on there. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, though, it was, it was so cool because it was, you know, obviously those conditions were atrocious. We're all soaked through. Mm. But still 20,000 people turned out to support the Warriors. You know, they played with injuries, um, but the crowd was right there behind behind them and letting the ref hear it. Um, definitely on that shoulder charge, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Heidi, what, yeah. did, what did you um, what did you make of the crowd that showed up today? You know, like it's obviously that uh, everyone in New Zealand's missed rugby league, but three weeks in a yeah. row now that they've been home here, we've had nineteen thousand twenty three, and now another twenty one thousand show up today. What, what do you make of the crowd? It's amazing. Yeah, we, we actually had a few Rooster supporters around around us. But, um, no, it's, it's just really, really cool to see everyone getting in behind the guys. And, and you kind of got to think that, you know, them being back on home soil and having those games um, with the drums going, the home crowd, that's got to be um, helping them along in, in this season, I would imagine. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Heidi, we could uh, certainly up in our commentary box here, despite having the windows closed, uh, hear the crowd as well. I'm pretty upset with a couple <laughs> of calls throughout the game. Yeah. Were you one of them? Yeah. Yeah. Dang right I was. Yep. We um, got our booze on a few times, but also, you know, g- giving them props where, where it's due. I think um, that young fellow who had his debut tonight, Dimitri... Um, uh, I've, I've, Cooler, yeah. I've blanked. Yeah. What a, what a game on defence he had. Um, and so it was, it was actually really cool seeing some of those young ones come through and um, the crowd getting behind them as well. What, like, what a cool moment for them. Mm. Yeah, what, what's next in, on the, uh, the rugby league agenda for you, Heidi? You're looking forward to uh, them playing at home next? Well, actually off to Magic Ground next weekend. Um, so going to go get behind the guys over in um, Brisbane against the Panthers, which will be a small us, but um, we'll be right there supporting, supporting them along. <laughs> oh, awesome. That is awesome I over know. at Suncorp Stadium, which is a great venue as well. Uh, Heidi, did you? I yeah. hope you packed your poncho this evening. Yeah, no, do you know, no, I didn't actually. <laughs> we came quite <laughs> underprepared, but oh, whatever. Home to a hot shower and, um, and some kai and we'll be all good. And That's the yeah, run. prepare for next week. 
Hopefully the That's weather the won't one. be like this over in Brisbane. I'll be spewing if it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure it's a lot sunnier over there. Heidi, thanks for calling and do it any time. 0800 150 if you want to give us a call. If you're hitting, if you're hitting away from the, uh, the ground and you want to uh, jump on the show or uh, if you're just watching at home from the comfort of your warm house, uh, it's okay, me and Kempi actually up in the booth here so we didn't get wet. Um, Although there was a little bit of a breeze at one stage, Kempe, we're, we're relatively safe. Like I said, we're going to bring the press conferences to you very, very shortly. Uh, Trent Robinson and uh, Andrew Webster, not too far away. Plenty of text here as well, which uh, I'm going to read out, but we always give our priority to our callers. And uh, Finn has jumped on the line. I believe he's leaving Mount Smart, probably a little bit wet himself as well. Finn, welcome in. Yeah, mate, that's uh, bloody tough stuff. I think the trips are too good, you know, but that uh, shoulder charge... You know, from Tupanua, and then he scores after, mate. That really changes the game. Yeah, gunning, eh? When you when you think you're, you're going all right, you sort of come out, you drop the football um, on the back of what should have been a referee's call for a shoulder charge, and then he comes in and scores. It it's, does really affect the momentum of the game, doesn't it, Finn? Oh, yeah, mate, totally. Like, how many times they played on the big screen, everyone's watching it, and they still, still can't get it right, you know? You know, I'm not one to blame the ref and stuff, mate, but... It's getting bloody hard to watch week in, week out. Hmm. Uh, outside of the ref, Finn, what did you what did you sort of make of the game and the, and the Warriors' performance? Just seems like they struggled a little bit in the final third there. Some Roosters' defence keeping them at bay. I think we only ended up over the try line once, they're, held up Jackson they're, Ford. They're, so what did you make of quite, it? Yeah, no, their attack was quite slow, it seemed. They're trying to throw too many short balls in the wet conditions, mate. It seemed like, you know, just keep it direct, no inside balls and just, you know, nice... Passing, but uh, Bruce is too good. You can't take it away from them. You've got to give it to them, eh? They played a good game in the wet weather. So, yeah, tough luck. Boys, we've got another yep. few tough weeks. The Panthers in the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't get any easier over the next couple of weeks. You've got obviously the big uh, the big round up there in Brisbane coming up, and of, and of course, you've got the Brisbane game down in Napier. Are you going to either one of those games? Nah, mate, probably not, but uh, I think we've got a good chance against the boys this year. The boys are playing well, eh? What do you reckon, Kimpy? <laughs> <laughs> Two points against the bye, Kimpy? Yeah, I think we might sneak that one in there, Finn. Thanks a lot for calling in, Finn. 0800 150 if you uh, want to have a chat to me and Sammy about the game tonight. It was wet. Jeez, there was a lot of errors that uh, came both ways, but it was the Roosters that came out on top in the end. Uh, one of those calls, Sammy, that Finn talks about was the uh, shoulder shoulder charge from uh, Tupanuia. Do you think he's got a, a case to answer uh, from the match rev- a review committee? Yeah, it's always um, hard, isn't it, Kempi, up here in the box to, uh, to sort of see those things in detail. We see them on the big screen, gives us a better view, but uh, certainly the fans who are a little bit closer and people at home get a much better view of it. And, uh, you know, the, the complaints piling in uh, suggests that, and I always say the fans are, are a lot smarter than people give them credit for, Kempi. Oh, so, so I think that probably is something to answer for Tupanuia. Whether or not it would have been a send-off, you know, I'm not sure about that, but certainly uh, the penalty which would have you know, given us field position would have negated the try that they scored. But at the same time, Kempi, you know, I, I I'm sort of in your camp in that um, as a team, and this is what the Warriors didn't do against the Melbourne Storm last week, as a team you need to be resilient enough that when you get calls like that you still hold strong. So you can't be sitting here saying, oh well you know, we really shouldn't have had that try scored because the penalty should have been called. Instead it should have been, okay, the penalty's been called let's Let's, let's get going, let's get back on and let's defend our line. Um, so, you know, I, I still think the Warriors have some defensive answers 
uh, that they've got to give up. But um, but disappointing that the that the Tupanui's shoulder was missed. And like you said, it's going to get brought up to before the match committee. It's going to probably be a one week suspension. You'll be looking at it going, well, where was the benefit for the team that it was infringed against? And you know? and that for me is the problem. You know, like this hip drop. Um, scenario that's coming to the game we saw last night a couple of players going in the sin bin for it again that consistency that uh, referees week in week out over the last few weeks have been really targeting that area then they go and miss something that has come and been dri- driven out of the game which was shoulder charge and then something as simple as that even reviewing it while the, while the break and play because they had to go to a player that was injured and they're talking to each other and they still don't give it mm. is somewhat um, a little bit left uh, a bit of taste in people's mouth because on that play, which normally to look at the hip drop, for instance, you get 10 minutes in the Simbin. Well, instead of getting 10 minutes in Simbin, they play the scrum and on the back end of that set of six, Brandon Smith gets out a dummy half, skirts across the front of the, the, the goalpost there, puts a chip through, and the man doing doing the chasing is the bloke that probably should be 10 minutes in the Simbin, scores the try that takes it out to a, an unsaleable lead. So I can see where the frustration's coming from. Mm. You know, I, I understand that we've got to deal with it on the, uh, at the moment and, and during the game. But the problem that you have is consistency. Like, consistently make the right call. If you're trying to get things out of the game, they should never go to a match re- a review committee. You've got a set of eyes on the football field. You've got a set of eyes up in a box. You've got two on the sidelines. You've got a bloke talking to you through the mic. And still they can't come up with, well, that looked like a shoulder charge. I think you should put him in the bin for 10 minutes and we'll deal with it after the game. Yeah. The other one, um, which brings me to that point about consistency, was uh, the penalty against Sean Johnson last week who kicked it out from, you know, kicked it beyond the goal, the goal line and was called back for kicking it over. Now, when we talked with our Aussie commentators over over at SE and uh, Jimmy Smith, he said, well, yeah, but he was a metre out. He was taking a mickey. Well, if the rule is that you're not allowed to kick it beyond the trial line, it shouldn't matter whether whether it's a metre, half a metre, 30 centimetres, 10 centimetres. If the rule is you kick it beyond the trial line, it's a penalty. How many times? I reckon if you went back through the tape, 95% of those kicks, because I think subconsciously, Kempi, and like I've, I've not played rugby league, but I think subconsciously when you're taking a drop out underneath the sticks, you naturally want to go out in front because when you're behind, you feel like the goalpost is like a mental barrier there for you. So you want to sort of get out and kick it. So every player does it from just beyond the white line. And I get that, yeah, Sean Johnson went a little bit further, but if the rule is, and this is the consistency thing, if the rule is that you're not allowed to do it beyond the line, why aren't other teams getting penalised for that as well? well? A couple of things here. Jimmy Smith, he's a good bloke. You know what I mean? He wound us up on Friday. He's a good bloke, but he's winding, <laughs> he's winding you up. He's the one taking the mickey. Because you could show a thousand times penalty kicks where, pl- where players in e- either side where they get given the mark, walk probably two to three metres over their mark before they kick the ball out, um, chewing up a couple of extra metres. So, look, I just I, I agree with you, Sam. I think consistency, um, and here's where the issue lies, is all that the Warriors fans are asking for is some consistent calls across the board. But for me, it's not about just that. It's about making the calls, the big calls, that have the potential um, to move and shift the momentum of the game back to the op- opposition side. And the Warriors always seem to be on the end of those decisions. So um, there's no conspiracy going on here. I think, you know, just that sometimes we don't have people that are up to it. And, and a lot of the times they miss the simple thing as a, as a Tupanuya shoulder charge. Like, mm. I, I didn't miss it. We, we're not even anywhere near the football field and have the, have the uh, luxury of seeing it slowed down on the big screen. Yeah. But so do they. Yeah, hundred percent. There was a break and play. Everyone in the in the in the stadium seen it. You can't tell me that twenty thousand people, including us up in the box, are, are sitting here going, "Well, that's a shoulder charge." And then you've got two people there saying, "No, it's not." Yeah, 
And um, it's funny, isn't it? Because the shoulder charge, as obvious as it was, I mean, there was a there was another call back here with Jackson Paulo knocked it on, and we talked about how you know nine times out of ten in the NRL that's called not making a big deal about it because those are the ones that sort of do get missed throughout a game. But something as clear as day as that, I think you're right. It's almost just incompetence from the referees. Well, as the game's to in the balance. It's eight nil. The game's in the balance. You're on, they're on attack. We've dropped the ball coming out of our own half of the Warriors, and then they get this the set of six with Brandon Smith, who's just come on. And five minutes into his, his return, he's picked off an absolute gem coming out. Like, you can't take away the play. The play was absolutely beautiful uh, to watch with Brandon Smith and putting it down on his foot to bring Tupanui onto it to score under the post. The point being, the consistency, you've missed, you've missed the play before. And uh, once again, the momentum shift on the Warriors is unsaleable. They can't come back from 14-0 down in, the, in this type of weather and get back in the game. And, and basically at that point, that's where the game was lost. You can text us on double eight double three, or you can call us 0800-150-811. Love to get your calls and your thoughts on the game. Uh, we've got Trent Robinson, Andrew Webster, not too far away, the press conferences. But uh, on the text machine, double eight double three, uh, got dudded by the refs on the shoulder charge. At this point, just waiting for my Uber Eats to arrive. Better delivery than the Warriors at the moment. That's from an unnamed uh, writer. Uh, Mark, who followed up on his call, I'm never going to watch and listen to the Sky commentary again. They're dicks. You're allowed to be biased a wee bit to your team. We're certainly biased here in this uh, commentary box, Mark. Don't worry about that. Uh, so, uh, Steph says, great call again, lads. Now, let's go Lomax. Now, he's referring to our uh, show me the money bet on afternoons. Uh, we placed it on a Thursday, Kempi, four-leg multi. Put a $50 TB bonus bet on it. If it wins, the uh, listener gets it. Uh, it was paying out about three and a half grand. First three legs have all come in. The last leg. Zach Lomax to score a try against the Bulldogs. Any any time, any time. he scores. It's home. <laughs> don't it's it. home. Don't I tell it. you what, who was the, who's the lucky who's the lucky punter that uh, gets that? I think it was. Uh, I think Gareth is our Gareth. Gareth, you're going on holiday, son. Yep, three you're and a half. Ga- don't. If it doesn't come in now, Tony Kemp is your man. Uh, Craig also texted and saying the most incredible news of the weekend is that show me the money is alive with like one league to go over three grand. Let's go. Uh, have to agree with the previous caller. Ended up matching my Sky Go with your commentary as the Sky commentary was lacklustre and keeps changing their minds on potential calls. Keep up the good commentary. Get you guys on Sky. Look, appreciate all the kind words about the commentary. Um, we try our best, me and Kempi, up here in the box. And someone just says, well said, Kempi, I think, to your, to your point there about um, Tupanua. Uh, another one from Chris that says, no, Tohu, that's our biggest issue. No ball-playing replacement available. Maybe bring Volkman and have Walker play that link man role. Look, Kempi, as much as we talk about it... Um, it, there's tangible evidence of it because when Torhu Harris is playing, even when he's off for an interchange, the team drops in a game, let alone from game to game. So he is a massive loss to this team for sure, not just for that ball-playing role, but for the defensive Well, Do you think he could have been the difference tonight? Oh, 100%. I think he would have uh, definitely straightened up the side and got them to play a little bit more direct through the middle of the pitch, and they, they would have uh, had a little bit more joy given the fact that he's the bloke that um, puts his hand on the balls early and, and just decides when to pass it and when to, ta- when to take the tackle. He's a footballing brain, is Toru Harris, you know, uh, and, and with such a high work rate, that was definitely missed this, uh, this, this evening. And, of course, you've got Jazz Tavaga too. Like, don't take away the fact that Jazz Tavaga goes out there and really um, straightens the team up. I thought early on in the first half especially, they were on their overs lines and they were just getting bum-rushed towards the sideline, which meant they had to slow play the ball. And what happens with that tackle initially is that the second 
second bloke coming after it is in a really precarious position because one, it's a slow play the ball, they get off the line really quick, and second one, you've got to bury your head, and some blokes don't like getting whacked all the time after a poor carry. Mm. And of course, that's what we were doing in the first half, and it was and it was really tough going for our blokes in the middle of the park. So, Tori Harris being left out of, out of the side um, because of injury is a massive loss. Did they move Dylan Walker back there to do that middle? Um, uh, option that Tohu plays well there's two ways to look at it you take Dylan out of that that position that he plays at the moment and then you've got to replace where all of the uh, attack has been coming at our defensive line over the last couple of weeks is Volkman up to it and I, personally I don't think he is so he's caught between a rock and a hard place Andrew Webster because he would have thought about leaving Dylan in the back and I think if Jazz Tavaga wasn't injured that's the role that he would have played he would have mm. gone to lock and been that little link man but I think this week they'll be thinking about it. You know, they've got a very tough game up against the Penrith side that lost last night to West Tigers coming up. Um, you know, Ivan will be really biting at the bit to get uh, up up against his, his adversary and, and Andrew Webster. And, and, and both teams coming off a loss need to get this win, you know. So the Warriors tonight, I think they just stay in the eight on the back of points, points difference from the Dolphins. Um, but like you said, the, the Roosters have jumped up in the, four, in the top four. It's that close, that top. 15 side at the moment that you know you lose a couple of games and this is where we've got to be really careful over the next couple of weeks they can't go and lose to the Panthers and then go and lose to Brisbane going into the bye week they've got to pick up one of these games and I and I think it, it you know if they can't get Brisbane this week mate battle down the hatches for Brisbane because that's going to be an absolute cracker down in Napier which we'll be at we will be at that calling live here on SCNZ we will be calling all the games as well just seen Andrew Webster and uh, Wade Egan make their way towards the press conference room so we'll bring that to you very shortly just uh, giving you an update on the injury ward because when you read through it Kempi I mean some of the biggest players that the club signed in the last couple of years Braden Williami Mitchell Barnett Tamari Martin Toru Harris Chance Dukul Klustar Jazz Tavanga Taintu Opuki Luke Metcalf Valinga Kepu it's a, it's a big list uh, with some big names, which is probably uh, the key thing there. Um, just standing by, waiting for Webster and Egan uh, to make their way into the press conference. We'll bring that to you very, very shortly, but you can text us on double eight double three or give us a call 0800 150 811. And uh, currently just in the um, Dragons-Bulldogs game, it is an early try to the Bulldogs after five minutes. Corey Waddell's gone through, so six points to nil. 13 and a half minutes gone there in the first half. So having a look just quickly. Come on, Lomax. Come, come on, Zach Lomax. Just having a quick look at who the uh, Warriors do have coming up next. So you mentioned the Panthers at home in Magic Round. Well, technically at a home game at Magic Round next weekend. And the Bulldogs away before they have the bye. And then the Broncos uh, down in Napier. So not back at Mount Smart until June when they play the Dolphins here at home. So it's a tough couple of games coming up for uh, the Warriors. Kempe, when we looked at the schedule at the start, thinking that the Cowboys were going to be them uh, their 2022 selves, we thought Cowboys, Storm, Roosters, Panthers, almost all of them unwinnable. Then they go and beat the Cowboys. We think they, they could do one over the Storm. They nearly well did it. Roosters, they keep it tight tonight. The Panthers, who lost to the Tigers last night, can be that must give Warriors fans a little bit of confidence heading into next weekend. Well, yes, it does. Um, but you've got to take in the, uh, the context of that game. It was probably played in worse conditions than they played it tonight. And they're going to go to Brisbane. They ain't going to get a wet track up there I'm picking. It's going to be uh, warm and sticky and another firm track, which they're all Group 1 firm track runners, aren't they? The Panthers side. So it uh, should be a fast and hard game. Coming off the back of a loss, look, the Panthers side over the last three years haven't done that too often, have they? Yeah. Um, so, you know, they'll, they'll be bat- battling down the, battling down the, batting down the hatches, getting ready to come out against the Warriors. The other part for me is that Ivan is up against Andrew Webster 
you know, there'll be that little bit of uh, combativeness there and who knows more than the other. And I'm pretty sure that Webby would really love to get this one. So I hope that the Panthers um, don't show up and that the Warriors give them an absolute smacking. Right. We got uh, crossing to our press conference now. We've got Andrew Webster and Wade Egan. Um, pretty quiet, as you can imagine. Um, frustrated. Um, yeah, we, we came here confident of a five-day turnaround. It was the same turnaround for both teams. Um, we trained well. We knew we weren't going to be perfect with the changes and the, um, the short turnaround of practice things, but we, we honestly, we trained that well. Uh, felt really good about coming here, and the boys uh, yeah, gutted we didn't get the result. What was most frustrating for you? Um, I, I felt like... <clears throat> I know we had enough ball to win there tonight, like, and so I'm not that frustrated about that because I, yeah, I knew that was going to be the case that we weren't going to be perfect. I wish we had iced a couple more moments there and scored a couple more tries. Um, I think we dropped the ball over the line. I think they come up defensively to their credit with some really big plays to stop us. Um, I felt the difference between the two teams where they, they put the ball in the corner and they went after us defensively. They're tackling us uh, elite, and uh, if you flipped it. The corner, I thought we gave up post-contact metres. I thought we were trying, but we needed to dip and hit under the ball a bit more. And when we did that, we forced some errors. But I think um, I think that was the difference between the two teams. They did that for 80 minutes and we didn't. What's that, sorry, mate? How much impact the officiating have on the results? Oh, no, no excuses, though. none. Yeah, no. Not that I know of. Yeah, happy? Yeah, skipper. Happy. Happy. Yeah, no, got, got nothing on that. Um, we we were the ones who had the impact on the result tonight. So. Mm. I don't get much of the referees, but would you expect your nose to get turned in the bin that shoulder charge? Um, I, I've, they decided it wasn't a shoulder charge, so I know you know that. But like, that's the difference. They they've got time looking in the bunker, and they they obviously feel it's not. So yeah. I'd continue not to talk about it. Did I think it was a shoulder charge? Um, I don't know. I'll leave it at that. Did it feel like no, it wasn't going to be your day when that player scores 60 seconds later? I've just, no, I've just said this from word go. Like, every press conference, I think, honestly, every press conference this year, someone's spoken to me about a referee or a decision or a moment, and everyone, I get it, they're probably looking for me to to get fined or make a stupid comment, which I get. But, because it gives you a story to write. But the thing about it was, that whatever happens next is on, we can control that. No one else can control that. So it's not gonna be perfect. The refs aren't gonna get it right. <clears throat> I get frustrated all, at times, like anyone, but end of the day, like, we, they scored after that because of us, not, not because of referee decisions or, or the bunkers. And, Things like that. So, I, like, I'm like anyone. I get frustrated, and you're probably sitting here because I don't yell and blow up and get fined that I don't. It's just part of the game, and we can control what happens next. And how critical was that second quarter when you seemed to really build some momentum? Like, that couldn't get over the line. Yeah, I just, I felt, I feel like we got frustrated that we weren't scoring instead of saying, because, um, yeah, we, we should have been better. I thought we were a little clunky. A little, you know, I thought. We could have been better, but it was a night for that. I don't think Roosters threw anything greater to see. Like they scored off a kick and a, a one-pass dive over try. It wasn't the night to move the ball and look great. Um, I felt like at times we, we looked really good and at times, yeah, we looked like we, we 
we're just a little bit off the pace of our attack. Um, if we had have scored and got a moment there, you know, it could have changed the game and we could have gone on to win it. And that we did up the pace there, but it, I felt like we got frustrated that we didn't score. Instead of saying that, right, next set, let's go after them defensively. Let's force another error and let's get the ball back again. Or let's make them kick inside their 30. Because it, it was a hard night to run hard and make metres. And they made metres and we didn't. Mm. Can you touch on the thing, but how much does the, the way that changed the dynamics of a game? Yeah, well, um, we, knew, we knew like early today that what the conditions were like. We knew what they were like yesterday. Um, the style of play we wanted to play suited the conditions, um, but we didn't execute it. Yeah, they definitely, the, the weather does. I mean, you just can't throw the ball around willy-nilly. You can't try and go around teams. I watched the game in Bathurst last night with similar conditions, and um, you know, if you wanted to try and go around them, you're just going to have errors and make it hard on yourself. So, um, yeah, we we just uh, we didn't quite get that right. Well, you played for 80 minutes tonight. How did you find that? Yeah, it's tough, mate. Obviously, um, just good not to get a get a head knock. I've had nearly head knock every game, so it was good to get through, through some footy. And yeah, obviously, tough. Roosters are they're a great side, and they got you know class players across the pitch. So um, yeah, it's always going to be a hard night, especially when you don't ice those chances that we probably missed in the second half. Mm. I think if we got one of them, we might have might have come over the top of them, but we just missed a couple of opportunities. Yeah. Mm. Andrew, you Andrew, you no, I think we've um, touched wood. I'm not going to jinx ourselves. But uh, touch wood, I think we've got through one. Yeah, touch wood, nice. Yeah. And other than Charms, do you expect to get anyone back next week? Uh, no. Maybe maybe one other, but no, not this stage, no. How much does you want to say the boys tomorrow? Shulko and Charms, Yeah, they're both internationals. They're both great players. Um, yeah. It, yeah, they'd be great to have them. But, yeah, we we had enough good players out there tonight to, to win that game. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're important players. What did you think of Dale in the fullback time? Yeah, he was great. Dale, Dale tried his backside off, like, had full of energy. He was trying to um, cover things up. He, he was trying to be everywhere for us, Dale. So, no, he, he's a competitor, Dale. So, yeah, we're grateful to have um, when Tane went down also during the week. It was, it was grateful to have Dale there who, who just jumped in and had a crack. Mm. You mentioned the what does the Warriors learn from the night of this about trying to get closer to these, these great teams? Um, yeah, it probably shows that we're not far off. Um, yeah, we spoke about their line speed and their aggression. Just they probably they probably won that battle um, more times than us. So I think it's a good lesson to take out of it how you can sort of attack the game with the defence. And, you know, they were coming after us. It was a hard night for our OBs because they were just flying off the line um, mm. for the whole 80 minutes. So I think that's what, what you take out of that game. Um, their aggression and line speed, especially when we're coming out of the other year. Cheers, guys. Thank Sorry. you. There you go, uh, Andrew Webster and Wade Egan. They're certainly not making any excuses, Andrew Webster. I mean, he won't even get bored into talking about calls. Kempi, was it a shoulder charge? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's a rabbit hole he can't go down, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, he can't say to his players, look, I don't want you to bring the referee into it or, the, or frustration when you're not getting the calls, you know, you need to concentrate for 80 minutes. So if he starts to buy into a journalist who, who he said, look, I get asked the same question every time I go into a press conference, what I think about the referees, I'm not going to go there. Mm. Of course he's not going to go there. Just leave that question out. You know, you're not going to get a reaction from him. And I think that's one of the um, the attributes of, of Andrew Webster. He's always putting his team first. 
and uh, not looking for excuses. He knows that they could be better, and I think he got it dead right. Look, defensively, the Roosters were on top of their game. They made it very hard for the Warriors. Post-contact metres at the uh, Roosters when they were carrying the football, they just had a little bit... Um, they were just a little bit better than the Warriors at it tonight and on both sides of the coin, and at the end of the day, that's why it's 14-0, because they did a real good job in carrying the football, but defensively, they were just as good. Mm, I agree with you, Kempi. We've got to take a short break here. Uh, a... Oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. You can text us on double eight double three if you want to get involved. Uh, we are keeping our eye on the Dragons Bulldogs game. Zach Lomax got a clean breakthrough, five meters ahead of everyone else, and got chased down with about ten meters to go. So uh, that's still we've got to keep a close eye on Zach Lomax to score a try for a big multi on uh, SCNZ afternoons with Staffy. Uh, we'll take a short break, like I said, and we'll come back with more after this. Welcome back into Warriors Live here on SCNZ. Thanks to One New Zealand from Mount Smart. We are wrapping the Roosters Warriors game. The Roosters fourteen points to nil victors in round nine. And we're also keeping our eyes on the Dragons-Bulldogs game currently going on. It is six points to four Bulldogs leading with 13 minutes to go in the first half. Right, Trent Robinson uh, has entered the press conference booth uh, as alongside the captain, James Tedesco. So we'll bring you that now. Yeah, really satisfying. You know, just obviously conditions dictated what style of game it was going to be. And um, yeah, we, we wanted to be better and uh, improve the sort of uh, the work in defence and uh, we wanted to you know be really good at uh, defending in the wet as well and to hold them to zero and then play down the other end and sneak a couple of tries when possible that was uh, yeah it was a really pleasing game. I've already thought if they got one try and get momentum and confidence for that and then to sort of keep the foot on the throat and not give them a yeah, I mean that's the that's the point. That's you know to sit to be, be really. I felt like we were really comfortable at two nil for a long period of time. We had to defend our line for for long periods of time, and to just to I felt the calmness for the first time this year, just to stay and and defend our line and be happy with two nil and kick the ball back and then look for an opportunity at a different time and um, and that's the bit is if we didn't do that, then we would have offered momentum, but we didn't. They had field position, but they didn't have momentum. There's a difference, and we uh, continue to control that. Um, and we did it. You know, lots of different things that you'd like to improve. But 14 nil, yeah, I'll take that at the at uh, in Auckland. Trent, was that something you discussed this week? It seems like that calmness and wanting to the first Yeah, I mean that's the easy part of a coach. You can discuss it. It's hard for these boys to go out and do it. That's the. That's the real difficult part, and the, the, you know, I can ask for it, but it takes a really good group and an honest group of players to go out and say, okay, I'm gonna, gonna forget all the pretty stuff, and I'm gonna dig in there and, and get work done, and I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel, but I'm just gonna do it until we get a sniff of an opportunity, and then we'll take a trial, and then we'll get back to our work, and that's what they did. Um, so it's just, you know, really proud of the the players. Big names and conditions like those. Yeah. How important are those experiences? Yeah, I think uh, obviously, uh, you know, Shans is probably the one. They still had their spine in order. They've, you know, chosen that to run through their, you know, nine seven six. You know, they had a very experienced one. So they, you know, they had a very a lot of experience there. Tohu Harris is probably the the, the key out in the way that they've decided to play their attack this year, so he was a big out for them in, in the way they wanted to move the ball, and Aiden tried to do that. But having Fanua, um, having 
Tohu doing that with Aiden outside him, that's that's a real benefit. So they missed that part of it. Um, but a lot of the wraps have been around Wade and, and Sean as they should be. Um, and, you know, I thought we did well on those guys tonight. How's Paul uh, I don't know. The shoulder um, sort of he felt uh, probably a ligament injury there, so that was disappointing. Um, so we'll get scans tomorrow on that. And Jared, was he just rested or is he No, he had an injury from Anzac Day, so he had his, his back there, which was, uh, you know, he, he did. I, I took him off late in Anzac Day, um, and then it just didn't recover well enough. You know, he trained okay, but it wasn't enough to risk him in that five days. He's had a couple of injuries from that um, at the start of the year, so I thought Lodgy was outstanding tonight taking his role. He led from the front there. Jared, a chance for next week? Yep. And uh, Daniel Tupo, any sort of development on this Yeah, he'll be a month at least. That he, he won't be any time soon there. Um, nice moment there for Satelli. I think you mentioned yesterday that I think it was his first game for the Roosters here uh, to get a try yeah. before he's been through. Uh, nice moment. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a... I said coming back from an injury, usually it takes a while to get going, whereas a big rap to, you know... Adam Bentley, our rehab guy, and him and Billy Smith have been working really hard. And the way that they've trained, the way that they've been able to play in time have been really, really good straight back after an injury. So he played front row today for us. It's not his position, but we wanted him on the field and he really nailed it today. And then obviously, you know, he, he called for front rower, calling for the kick of, he won't like me saying that, but calling for the kick off Brandon and then Brandon's instincts to kick it through there, that, that, that was a big gap to make at that stage. It was a bit of magic from Brandon. What have you, what have you thought of him since he's come to the club? Yeah, yeah, he, he's brought uh, a lot of energy to us. So he's, you know, his runs out of dummy half have been really key for us. I feel like each game he's got better, he's understanding. It takes a while to understand a new club system. Um, and he's loved it and he's worked his way in and, and the boys enjoy playing in and around him and, and playing off him. And um, yeah, he's starting to really imprint his runs, his kicks, his early kicks into the game. And Joey Mundo, is he a sort of medium to long-term option at, at, uh, at six? Or? Yeah, he's... Long-term option as a as a player for us, as far as you know that role. Um, yeah, that's just a that's more of a week to week. Obviously, I've got three really good halves there, so um, we'll see. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Luke. Thanks. <laughs> there you go, Trent Robinson, James Tedesco there uh, in their post-match press conference. Uh, Obviously, Trent Robinson pretty happy with the win. And City felt comfortable, Kimpy, when it was uh, 2-0. They still felt like they uh, they were bossing the game and only game, which to an extent was probably true. Defensively, certainly, they were uh, they were holding strong and they did look comfortable. Well, you know, when a coach says to you, you've got to go out there and you've got to do your job and take the opportunities, and he he's explained that to a T, the team that went out there and done the job, especially in the middle of the park under these conditions, he didn't know whether his team was going to show up to do that and whether they had the patience to go and score them points when those moments came along. But they did, and he is over the moon that the players stuck their head in the places that only you can do that on a, on a day like today, Sammy, where the weather closes in the football and it takes some really tough football to win football matches, especially against the Warriors at home that have been going so well. So uh, I can hear the, the uh, glee in his voice 
Trent Robinson. He'd be really happy down there in the change rooms that the boys come over here. Keep the Warriors to nil, but scoring 14 points. And But the emphatic way that they did it defensively, I thought their defence was absolutely outstanding. Have you seen enough, Kempe, from the Roosters, the win against the uh, the Dragons last week and the win against the Warriors here to suggest that their season might be turning around somewhat? Because they really haven't come out firing like everyone thought they would in 2023. Well, there's a couple of keys to that. One is Crichton and Tupanui are starting on the edges. I think that's the, the strongest side they've got once they get those two edges back because the edges are pretty average at the moment. Um, Joey Manu, does he stay at 5'8"? Does he go back to the centres? Do you get, put Kerry and Walker back together? Walker needs to find some form. But for me also, I think you need to, to talk about Brandon Smith. Like, Brandon Smith finds some form. Tupanui and Crichton find some form on the edges. Um, I think they're a totally different football team. You know what I mean? And they're just hanging there at the moment. They find themselves in the four, and they still haven't picked their first team. Their roster is so strong that when they do pull players, and they've kept them in the eight, but now they've got them into the four. So... Given the, given the fact that Brandon Smith isn't playing at the top of his game, he's glimpses of, himself, of his former self at Melbourne. If he does start to hit some form, if they do get Tupanui and Crichton, as we know they, they can be on the edges, just you know absolutely firing, then I think the Roosters are uh, in with a shout this year. I think they've got enough depth in their roster to say that they'll be there or thereabouts in the top four. Yeah, a couple of tough games coming up for them. They've got the Cowboys at the, uh, in Madrid and then the Panthers-Dragons before a bye. Uh, it is currently 10 points to four. The Bulldogs leading the Dragons with five minutes to go in the first half. We will take one more quick break. If you want to get a text in, double eight double three. Still uh, phone lines open as well, 0800 before we round out the show just before seven. Stick with us here on Warriors Live. Thanks to One New Zealand. Welcome back into Warriors Live here at Mount Smart. 14 points to nil. The Roosters have gotten the win over the Warriors here. We are just wrapping up before 7 o'clock. We'll also have plenty of analysis across the week of all our shows, including running it straight on Wednesday. Uh, the Bulldogs still leading 10 points to 4 here with a minute and a half to go in the first half. No try to Zach Lomax just yet, people. So keep holding your breath. Uh, a text that's coming here on double eight double three Kempi. It says uh, Warriors need a player like uh, Patarika Vaivai. He was powerful in New South Wales Cup uh, game, bigger than Bunty, and gets a lot of post contact meters. Warriors first contact and defence not as good as the Roosters tonight. Well, they, that's uh, confirmed, wasn't it, from Trent Robinson when he went into the uh, coaches conference, and, and of course Andrew Webster, who said that uh, his team was outdone on that post meter uh, contact by the Roosters. I, look, it's a really, it's it's really hard on players when the game gets called in the middle of the park, especially on a day where the rain comes down and you've got to keep it nice and tight. Um, and given the fact that they've made so many changes through that middle of the park, no Toru Harris, no Mitch Barnett. Of course, you've lost Jazz Tavaga as well. And then you've uh, lost your spine where Nicol Klockstead comes in and gives them a lot of break um, breaks during the during the yardage sets. You know, it's a tough job when you get um, blokes coming and having to do that job like young Sifakula had to come in um, and do that today. So to add another new bloke, like, I know that NRL coaches, Sam, they they like to give blokes their debut, but they don't love to um, give young blokes, too many young blokes at the same time debuts in yep. the NRL competition because I'll just get found out. Yep. And as we saw with Sivakula when he came on, he was on for about eight minutes before that to pull him off because he started to breathe too hard and he was being found out in defence. Mm. And that's the, the difference between... Uh, playing reserve grade and playing first grade, there's a massive step up currently. I, I pointed this out at least a month ago with watching the second grade competition and, of course, the NRL f um, competition. The speed is different. The contact is different. Um, and, of course, the calibre of player is a hell of a lot different. And if you can't, if you can't make wholesale changes in the NRL currently when the competition is so even, you're actually going to take... Um, 
I guess your strength away in, in how you're selecting teams currently. So we'll see we'll see that play out. The, those players that are playing well in the second grade, they eventually get their get their um, their crack at it because unfortunately the way that things are going in the NRL is that injuries and suspensions are going to keep playing a big part in the game over the next few months until the uh, NRL can sort out the definition of what hip drop means and, and, and how these synbins are being used. So I'm gonna, I said it today when I was talking to Ricardo before the game that you know if they don't sort it out, I can actually see a couple of black players missing the grand final or the final series this year because of a, 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 a grey area which is they haven't defined, which is that hip drop. Um, and until they sort that out, mate... If I was a young bloke playing reserve grade at the moment, I'd be just getting myself ready because you're 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 just around the corner from getting a shot. Absolutely. Um, we'll look at the NRL ladder as it stands, Kempi. So the Broncos sit in first place, of course, fourteen points, seven wins, two losses. The Sharks just in behind them on twelve points, five wins, three losses. Then we have got the Rabbits on twelve points, six wins, three losses. They've all got a pretty big points differential in the positives. Then uh, sliding into fourth place now, it will be the Roosters with twelve points, five wins, three losses. And behind them, the Seagulls on eleven points and fifth. The uh, Panthers in sixth on ten points. The Storm in 7th on 10. The Warriors now in 8th on 10. The Dolphins dropping just outside the top 8. They're in ninth position on 10. Uh, the Titans just in behind them, also on 10 points. The Raiders in behind them on 10. And then we go down to the Eels in 13 on uh, in 13th on 8 points. The Knights on in 14th on 7 points. The Dragons 15th. The Cowboys 16th. And the Bulldogs and West Tigers are above. My math's gone way off there as I was going down the table, Kempe. But the Bulldogs, West Tigers sitting down the bottom. But you think uh, the Bulldogs, Dragons, one of those two teams is going to leapfrog a couple of the teams there. It's interesting now how we're, uh, nine, we're nine rounds in. And you look at that top eight and it's not totally outside of the realms of what perhaps many people thought. Certainly in a different order. But, you know, the, Bron- uh, the Broncos, the Sharks, the Rabbitohs, the Seagulls, the Panthers, the Storm, now the Roosters. They're all the teams we thought were going to be there, Kempe, just in a different order. But it's more, I think, the tightness of the competition that's surprising. And, I mean, Penrith losing to the Tigers last night. So we've, all, we've talked about over these first nine rounds how surprising it's been and teams that have upset. And you've always said the six to nine round mark is when we start to really see the competition shape, taking shape. So is the competition taking shape? Oh, is this, this the top eight that we're sort of looking at? 100%. It, it's certainly taking shape. And I think uh, between now and Origin, you're going to see it even even settle a little bit more. The difference in points between four points at the top of the table down to, uh, what's that, 12th at the moment. Um, you know, you win a game, you jump in the eight, you lose a game, you get kicked out of the eight. It's that, it's that tight. And I think that tightness of the competition is all due down to last year's World Cup and players not not quite um, hitting the form that they should be at this time of the year. I think as as the season goes on, the cream, the, the likes of the Rabbitohs, the Melbourne Storms, the South Sydney's, the Panthers, with the, with the really good rosters, you'll see those players start coming into form, but they'll be starting to come into form together. We talked about that tonight with Tupanui and Crichton on the edges. Of course, Brandon Smith, if he starts hitting some form, Joey Manu goes back and Walker comes back on the side, and they start to, start to, 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 to actually get it together, then... I think you can say that across the board for all of those top teams, they'll start to hit their hit their form. But currently, you've got to make hay while the sun shines. And the Warriors have got a couple of really hard games coming up with Pen- Penrith and Brisbane before the bye. And I think they've got to get at least one of those before that bye comes around. Yeah, just take you back to 2018, uh, and I've flicked over uh, to NRL.com, gone to round nine of 2018. Now, you remember that was the year the Warriors finished in eighth position, but were only four points from the top spot, and they were only two points out of the top four. Uh, looking at round uh, nine in 2018, Dragons on top of 16, Warriors in second on 14, Panthers third on 12, and then you literally have about seven teams on 10 points. So it's mirroring mirroring that sort of 2018 season a little bit where everything was so tight. And like you said, every win or loss either put you in the eight 
We'll put you outside. So it's very, very exciting, as it always is, and we cover every Warriors game here live on SNZ. Been great calling it for you this evening. Alongside Kempe, we'll be back next week. Magic round from Brisbane. The Warriors, back in action. Go, Lomax.